Welcome. Today is Wednesday, May 11th, 2022. I'm confident that one. My name is Jeremy. This is my first cup. Good morning, Josh and Jenny and all the rest of you out there, whether you're watching right now or you're watching later or you're listening or, yeah, I really wish I had a team of writers to give me a fourth one. Or you, someone has hired a skywriter to um, transcribe the show. That'd be expensive. Oh, and also good morning to Dennis and Andy. Whoever else is here. Um, yesterday was not... What was yesterday? Yesterday was a challenging day. It was a good day. It was not an easy day. Managed to get through work, some work. Um, I think I mentioned I had family showing up to deal with some estate stuff. And they did that. We did that. And I, I had I think I had to run out and do a couple things. Orthodontist and whatever. Planted a raspberry bush in the front yard. It was beautiful. Well, absolutely gorgeous weather. Good morning, Mark. And then towards the end of the day, um, my aunt and uncle wanted to go to dinner, so we went to dinner. And they gave me a couple things. And they hand me what I initially thought. Well, actually, they set it down. They handed me what I thought was a bottle, like what, like a bottle container. And I thought they had brought over a nice bottle of whiskey for me or something from Ireland, which would be unexpected, but they know I like whiskey, so you know, not a problem. And then my aunt says, this is your father. I was like, oh, right. Ashes. And then I paced around the garage for a couple minutes with a lot of expletives. Unsure where to put it. Now, there's a plan. That's what I want to do with them. But I hadn't thought about what to do with them until I implemented the plan. So, and I'm also not sure about personifying the ashes. Do I refer to them as they or he? The ashes or him? So they're sitting on a bench in the garage. Because he probably would have liked hanging out in the garage. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Gad. And Jenny, Jenny, I think, is summing this up rather well. She says, oh, wow. Yeah, that's kind of how it's feeling. So, um, didn't get through quite everything yesterday. So, they're coming back at some point today. I was like, guys, I, I, got, I got meetings and things today. I'm not going to be as available. Um, but they're almost done 
And there was there was a ton to go through, and I was super impressed with how much they went through. But on the fun side, so these are folks who live in Ireland, and it was lunchtime, and I said, let me go get you some lunch. I'll, I'll run out and I'll grab sandwiches. What do you want? And they just, they start listing off things that we don't put in sandwiches. Well, it's like, how about, you know, like some thin sliced American cheese with some ham on pumpernickel. Um, I was like, do you want like some mayo or mustard? She's like, oh no. She's like, butter, butter on the bread. And I was like, okay, let me see what I can do. So I went to a certain sandwich shop that. You know, not like a subway. And I was like, all right, here's what I need. The girl's like, okay. And I'm like rattling off the things that we wanted in the sandwiches for them. And she's just, she's, she's, her head just kind of does that. Like, you know, when, when you talk to a dog and you're, and the dog's like, I don't know what's going on. It starts kind of twisting its head. Like, she kind of like started doing that a little bit. Like, what's, I was like, I have family in town from Ireland. And she's like, okay. As I know, those sandwiches came out pretty good because they both ate the whole thing. So I guess we did all right. I had a turkey sandwich. Here, Jenny's saying butter. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. Butter on bread is good. I've never had butter on a sandwich. I've had butter on toast, but it kind of makes me want to try it. I had mayo and mustard on my sandwich. I find it interesting. I find things like that interesting where, you know, something that we use all the time, like we use butter all the time. It's not like any of us are foreign to butter, but using it in a particular way, we're like, that's really weird. Why is that weird? Now, if, if I said, I'm having a sandwich for breakfast, most of you would be like, that's kind of weird. If I said, I'm having a breakfast sandwich, you'd be like, oh, that's fine. Egg, cheese, meat, bread. But if I take the egg out and call it a sandwich, that's weird for breakfast. I don't know why. It doesn't make sense, but that's what we do. We become normalized to the things that we do all the time, the things that we see. Have a good day, Andy. Um, we become normalized to a lot. And I think that that's an important thing to realize is that just because something in our lives is, you know, we, we've kind of fallen into this neutral path for it. Doesn't mean it's not necessarily a really good or a really bad thing. We could come up with some dramatic examples about people that you're around that are, are toxic to you, that you you accept that they're always going to be toxic to you and it just becomes kind of your default state or the other way, like, you know, when really good things are happening perpetually, and you're like, oh, oh no, I found $20 on the ground yesterday at the grocery store or at the, the convenience store. It's like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm going to, I looked around and was like, I didn't see anybody who just walked by that I could have asked about it. So Jeremy got 20 bucks. That's spent 30 on three sandwiches and two drinks. 
Kelly says, I remember when I was little and saw my aunt put orange juice in her cereal. I have a cousin who I remember when we were young did that because he was lactose intolerant. Tommy says his brother does that. Ray says for breakfast, why are donuts acceptable but cake isn't? Why are pancakes okay but pie not? Why is steak and eggs okay but not hamburger? These are the questions I ask. And these are great questions because I reject those ideas. I had um, made these delicious dumplings over the weekend. I had help. Uh, and there were a bunch left over, and I had some of them for breakfast on Monday. They were really good. Jenny says that she finds all of these things that Ray has listed acceptable. And Tommy says, pie is always acceptable. Josh says, you guys have never had butter on sandwiches. Maybe it's a UK, UK colony thing. I feel like they stick butter on everything. Egg, two pieces of bread, butter, and cucumber. Oh, example. Two pieces of bread, butter, and cucumbers. Sandwich. A cucumber sandwich? Huh. That's it? Cucumbers and butter on bread? Now, I've had a tomato sandwich. Bread, tomatoes, mayo. That's pretty good. Cucumbers, man, that's weird. Jenny says, I usually put the pat of butter in the microwave for 10 seconds before putting on bread because, to your point, melted butter is better than cold butter. Dennis says, my BFF's family is from Ireland. They put butter on everything. I put butter on a lot of things. I've just never thought to put it on a sandwich. Which, it's funny because if I make a breakfast sandwich, I'll do it. It's like, oh, let's, let's lightly toast the bread and we put the butter on there and like get it all eaten out. That's really good. I wonder how many things we have like this in martial arts. Things that we are just normalized to in our technique, in our training, the, the, like the way we train. You know, there are, uh, we took another step on, on me opening a school yesterday. I had some more dialogue with the space that I think we're going to run with because nobody else has come forward. Like I'm striking out. And while it is not ideal, it's going to be super cheap. And I'm game for super cheap. It's not heated, which means we have, we're, we're going to have a deadline on finding a, another space. So I think we'll get that going. I'm excited. Dennis says, why has no one yet said that pizza for breakfast is totally acceptable? Which it is, but it's also pizza. Pizza is pretty amazing. Hmm. Jenny says, cold fat, mayo, melted fat, butter. This may not fit every situation as I am learning this morning. But I, you know what? It's a, um, it kind of works, right? Like I'm doing a quick scan. Yeah, I, I think that that lines up pretty well. 
All right, Gad's just blowing my mind here. He says, white toast, butter it, and add chocolate sprinkles. It's a Dutch thing. Like, how many sprinkles? In my brain, I'm struggling to come up with, like, the, the, the amount of sprinkles one would need for the, it to actually taste chocolatey feels like the, like the sprinkles would be falling out. Unless this is some like very neutral flavored bread. <laughs> Chocolate sprinkles on bread. Wow. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy's saying, yeah, how many sprinkles? Ah. Uh, so Jenny says, Gad, sorry, we don't have sprinkles where I live. We have Jimmy's. So I'm going to share something with you um, that was kind of painful when I learned it. And I went and I did the research and it is true. Um, here's the short version. While we are certainly not saying it intentionally, uh, the term Jimmy's has um, has some derogatory roots. I'm going to encourage you to do some research on it and decide if you might like to remove that from your vocabulary, as I have done. I know. It's one of those things you're like, oh, man. Um, in similar fashion. No, I don't want to go down those roads. I'm just going to throw that out there. So, yeah, sprinkles. Gad's looking for a picture. So before we move on, and, and this has been one of the more interesting kind of monologue conversations we've had, can any of you come up with anything that we do in training that we generally accept? You know, what is the butter versus non-butter on sandwich corollary in martial arts training. Is there something that we, none of us do when we train in one particular way that we should in enough that, you know, that we do in another, you know, something that we do in forms, but we never do in sparring. Some, I don't even know what it is. I haven't even gone there yet. I'm curious if there's anything like this. By the way, it's going to be 82 today. The next Three days are going to be mid to upper 80s. And I think I'm going to drag a table out to the patio and work on the patio probably tomorrow. I might I might take some meetings outside. I have some meetings that I might be able to take outside. Make everyone jealous. All right, so Gad's giving us a picture. I can't really do that while I'm watching, so I need... Actually, hold on. Let me let me do this. This is interesting enough. No, I don't really want to show this. Um, I don't think I can copy and paste that. I can't do this. So here's what I need. I need somebody to grab that picture and Facebook me. And then I can grab that and I can share it. Please. Um, yeah. This is why I love this show. Because I'm like, hey, I'm kind of sad. 
bucket of ashes. And everybody's like, hey, weird food things and sprinkles on buttered bread. And I cannot, my brain cannot wrap itself, cannot like do both. It cannot be sad and try to wrap around weird food things. So I'm, I'm going food. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to think about this. This is interesting to me. Brian says, my grandmother, my mom's side got me hooked on honey graham cracker butter sandwiches. So graham crackers and butter that I can see because you get some sweetness out of the cracker. You get texture out of the graham cracker. And let's say so graham crackers are basically cookies. And to throw some butter on there, I could see that. Even better, like butter and Nutella. Yeah. So Josh has a, has one. Weird training thing. We, quote, warm up by sitting down and stretching first when our bodies are cold. Then we start moving. Not in any class I've ever run. Well, in the last few years. I, uh, yeah, it. it for those of you who haven't grabbed the the flex program, which you should, and know that we're updating the videos, it's something Craig and I are going to do this weekend. Uh, I present a four part warm up: um, steady state cardio, joint mobility, more intense cardio, and then if you're going to stretch, if you if you're going to insist on stretching before you work out, which you shouldn't, it's dumb. Don't do it. You should stretch after, but if you're going to insist on stretching before, you do it at that point. Not, I'm going to sit down and take my cold muscles and there's there's no reason to do that. Don't, don't do it. Jenny's comparing Brian's graham cracker sandwich. He says, she says, like, putting butter on a Pop-Tart. I can feel my arteries cringing. And she reminds us, even in Martial Artist Handbook, you touched on the proper stages of preparing to train. Yes. It doesn't have to be long. You know, we've, we've been conditioned that stretching is something that warms our bodies up. It's just, you know, it, it's funny. It really is funny to me how, convic how much conviction people have about how flexibility works that is just so wrong. And that's why when we did that program, I needed, because I'm not a doctor. I don't have any credentials behind my name that have anything to do with how the body works. I just knew that what we were doing was wrong and I couldn't quite articulate why. So I went, I did the research and, and that the, the guide portion of that program is, has footnotes galore. It's like 30, 40 footnotes. It's like, this is where this comes. This like here, here are all the study. Like I didn't just read random websites and say, Oh, and cherry pick the information to back up. I went to studies like, Here's, here's a, an actual abstract that you can read fairly quickly that points to the full study if you want to read the whole damn thing. And this is where my information comes from and why I'm backing it up, how I'm backing it up. And those of you who attended all in weekend, we warmed up like that every session that needed a warm up. And I drilled it into you how we're going to do that and give you a little bit of why. And uh, yeah. 
I'm so excited to be outside. Today's going to be perfect. Like, low 80s is perfect. <sighs> Jenny says, if I'm ever attacked, so you think I, do you think I can convince my attacker to let me warm up and stretch? You know, I'll, I'll, I'll respond to this and then I'll, I'll move on. Frank sent us some stuff. Um, there was a line in a movie that really got the wheels turning on this. It was one of the, the least expected places I would ever take information, but it really resonated for me. It's the movie Zombieland. There's a scene where Woody Harrelson... And what the heck is his name? Anyway, curly haired. It's not Michael Sarah. It's the guy who looks like Michael Sarah. Anyway, they're going to go down a hill to check out an abandoned vehicle. And he starts stretching. And he's like, you know, doing some kind of trunk twisty things. And Woody Harrelson looks at him. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm stretching. You should stretch too. And he says, I don't believe in it. You ever see lions stretch before they go take down a kill? Now, I've seen that movie a bunch of times. And so the first couple times, it, it didn't really hit me. But later, I went, wait a second. Animals don't stretch. Animals utilize full range of motion when they do what they need to do. And that's the big difference. We don't do that. We have partial range of motion. And then a very short percentage of the time, we ask our bodies to do much greater range of motion. And that's where the problem comes in. And that's why it's a frequency issue. And that's why the whole of the flex program is about frequency. All right, off my soapbox. <laughs> Jenny and Dennis are being funny. Tommy says, dogs stretch before they go outside. They do. They do. And, and But it's not that kind of stretch. It's I'm going to go from, because I've been curled up, I'm going to do, right? If I stretch, you know, like I get up from a nap and I do this, that's not, okay. And I'm trying to increase range of motion. That is me reclaiming the full range of motion that I have in that joint. That's what dogs do. Josh says, here's a sad secret. We don't learn much about fitness in med school. At least I didn't. Like one to two lectures on nutrition, which is above average, believe it or not. Uh, I'm one maybe on exercise, nothing on stretching. Was always looking for that one. Nada. It is, it is unfortunate. You guys are funny. All right. Um... A hard left turn, but but I, I really want to do this. So we're switching over to what Frank sent us. Uh, I really like it. From daysoftheyear.com, as much of what we share is World Ego Awareness Day. I had no idea this was a thing. I'm so glad this is a thing. So let me read what he sent over. Spend some time in self-reflection 
and understand the role of ego in your own life in order to make sure it doesn't come into conflict with others. History of World Ego Awareness Day. The first Ego Awareness Day came into existence in 2018 with the intent of helping those who suffer from an advanced case of egoism learn to deal with the world from a more humble perspective. Egoism has some rather significant effects, including leading to abusive behavior, blindness to the reality of situations around them, and generally a skewed experience regarding their interactions with other people. Throughout Ego Awareness Day, it's important to help those around you be more mindful of their behavior while also being conscientious of your own. An egoic mind can be very unhealthy and can cause all sorts of conflicts, both internally and with our relationships with other people, including inferiority complexes, stress, sexism, a false sense of superiority, addictions, and a lack of empathy, just as a beginning. The concept of the ego and its deleterious effects on our day-to-day -day lives has been well recorded throughout history, and the elimination of ego has served as the foundation of numerous spiritual movements, most notably Buddhism. Even without the spiritual trappings, this condition has been shown to have significant impacts on people's lives and the lives of those around people who suffer from this condition. How to celebrate World Ego Awareness Day? It starts with gaining a clear understanding of the ego and how it plays into your interactions with people around you. Egoism is a trait that can lead to us harming those around us through trying to control our imbalanced ego as well as trying to manage our reactions to other people's presentations of ego. While not everyone suffers from egoism, it's likely present to one degree or another in everyone, but World Ego Awareness Day is dedicated to those who suffer from it on a clinical level. So it is my hope that you might take a moment and just examine your own ego. The irony here is that the people who this day and, and most of those words are about those are not the people who are going to listen those are not the people you can really sit down and say hey your ego's too big and it's harming people around you they're not going to listen but i believe strongly that modeling good behavior does ultimately lead to others changing their actions. Maybe not everyone, but if you're around a bunch of people who have healthy grasp of their ego and someone is adjacent to that group of people and maybe their ego is unhealthy, it's going to start to trend in the right direction. And I think that is worthwhile. So take a couple minutes today, maybe go through some self-examination. Where's your ego? Is it healthy? Is it intact? How often do you act from it? Ego, for the most part, is defensive. Just in my experience. Thanks for sending that over, Frank. Tommy's zoning up. I worked on mine for years. Hard work, but worth the investment. Yeah, absolutely. The place that we come from, our ego, our inside, whatever, however you want to think about it, it it's the foundation from which everything else sits. We, we could get into some conversation about id, ego, superego. Might throw some of you back to early sociology. Uh, 
G classes. Yeah. Oh, who was that? Josh probably remembers. Who was that? Who who coined that? That three phase. Young. I feel like that's earlier than Young. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Well, um, I owe some things to some people, and I'm hoping I'm going to get them mailed out today. I got confirmation. Any of you who are waiting on sparring gear, that's going to ship at some point. I expected it, I don't know, two weeks ago. Hasn't shipped yet. This is the challenge. This is this is why we are not rooted in sparring gear anymore. Because the logistical challenge is just brutal. If somebody wants to loan me like a million dollars, we can have the right facility and staffing and we can do it. And we can do it that way. But that's the only way that, that, that this company could be based in sparring gear. We would need to scale like very big, very quickly. Ah, it was Freud. Thank you. I don't know why I didn't assume it was Freud. It does. It, it still feels earlier because I remember, I remember some of the the philosophical writings that I read in college. You know, going back to the Greeks, addressing ego. But thanks. See, all of you bring something to the show, and I'm really appreciative of that. Oh. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? This show, the result of this show, what we all experience is a collection of everyone. We are family. Time for me to go. I didn't even get to what we asked about yesterday. So I'm going to ask the question here and maybe some of you will go respond to it and we'll talk about it tomorrow. Can a community be unhealthy? Or if it is, is it then not a community? And uh, I appreciate both Gad and Dennis answered that question. We'll Again, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Remember, we do the show every weekday, 6.30 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time on Facebook, YouTube. Buddy Wednesday, Friday, we're on Twitter. Tuesday, Thursday, we are on Twitch. If you want to support us, we've got a Patreon. Patreon.com slash whistlekick. There's a good chance some Patreon updates happen today. Um, we've got the code FIRSTCUP15 to use at whistlekick.com on anything you might imagine. And if you are family and you want the entire list of all the ways that you could help yourself and help us simultaneously with our mission to connect, educate, and entertain the traditional martial artists of the world, you can go to whistlekick.com slash family. And that's it. And we'll, we'll end with this thought. <laughs> uh, Josh says, would also point out that although narcissism is usually thought of as bad, we call healthy narcissism self-esteem. And suddenly, it's different. Gad yeah. says, have a great day. Sprinkle it with joy. I love it. Thanks. Thank you all. Quite the 180 for me this morning. I appreciate it. That's thanks to all of you. So take care, be well, and I will see you back here 